eighth inning, 10-3. Bases are loaded for Verlander, who waits on a 3-0 pitch. He swings, and it's a high fly ball. Deep center field. It is gone. Home run. And a huge bat flip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. Today, I am interviewing Austin Riley, Atlanta Braves World Series champion, as part two of the NL East preview. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, go check it out. I got my division winner, Cy Young winner, MVP, all of that. Most exciting player to watch in the division. But this is part two, and I am pumped for this one because I am and have always been a huge fan of Austin Riley, the guy absolutely rakes he's a great person as well and now he's there at the hot corner for a long long time for the atlanta braves so i'm gonna ask him all about that his deal how it came together the world baseball classic that just ended up and if he would ever participate in his journey to the major leagues this one's gonna be a blast so without further ado let's welcome in now austin riley austin thank you so much for joining me man yeah appreciate it thanks for having me man of course. Let's start with that World Series champion. I think the last time I saw you was in 2021 when you were literally holding the World Series trophy as we were talking. When you look back on that year and that moment in particular, like what, what comes to mind for you? Just, you know, all the stars aligned uh, for us that year. Um, uh, you know, other than, you know, Ronald going down, you know, I think that was kind of like the the, you know, the big blow of the season, Ronald going down there in Miami. Um, and, and just guys stepping up, um, you know, after that guys, you know, taking roles, um, you know, st stepping in those roles when they needed to. And, and like I said, ended up, um, being, being the last man standing and it was unbelievable. It was a, it was a whirlwind, um, you know, all the way toward, toward, to the end of it. Uh, it was crazy. I've had a couple guys on the show since then. Soroka came on and AJ Mentor came on. Obviously talked about that, but the second I mentioned the parade, Austin, their faces light up. AJ Mentor said the parade might have been better than the World Series itself. Said beers were getting chucked from like 10 stories up above. Said he was worried for his life at a certain point. The bus was going fast. Give me a story from the parade. The beers are throwing off. We win another one. I'm getting an Atlanta Falcons uh, helmet. And I'm probably going to put it on because they, like I said, we were getting, it was one of the coolest experiences ever. Um, the, from t finish to start, just seeing how many people showed up. Yeah, that was, you know, obviously winning a World Series, nothing like it. But a parade like that in the city of Atlanta was, was unreal. Uh, a couple of years before that, 2019, you were called up to the Braves and ended up winning the division that year. You're a young guy just trying to get acclimated in a lineup and, you start off super hot and then you go cold a little bit. What do you remember from that 2019 year that you still carry with you today? You know, I think the biggest thing, you know, obviously, like I said, I came on, you know, hot and then got ice cold, didn't even make the playoff roster, got sent down to Florida, uh, you know, to kind of stay hot, essentially. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing that I've taken from that is just like the failures in the game are going to happen. It's, it's how you, you know, you, you deal with them. Um, and, and, you know, I hit the panic button hard uh, at the end of 19 and just, you know, taking that with me from now on is just, you know, understanding, trusting the process um, 
and, and just know that you're going to come out of it. And and I think that's that's been a big big thing for me. And I needed to fail in, in 19. And I think that's what what has helped me, you know, get to where I am at today. How how do you deal with it now? Because as a guy that played in the minor leagues and I was super up and down, I could be hot for a month and then you know, I, I'd let an 0 for 4 turn into an 0 for 8, into an 0 for 12 in a heartbeat and really didn't have a path for myself mentally to get out of it. I really struggled with that mental game. What, how do you do it? How? What did you learn from that? You know, I think it's just really it, it's, as simple as it sounds. It's just like you're playing a game that you're going to fail at. I mean, it's yeah. just it's the bottom line. And, and, you know, I think the greats learn how to deal with that. And I think that's what I've, you know, tried to master is just, you know, trying to stay as even keel as possible. Um, you know, even when I, you know, not, I know, you know, my cage work isn't good, you know, BP is not good, but, you know, when I get in that box, it's a matter of competing. Um, and I think that's how I've kind of adjusted is just not taking, you know, when I'm in that box, you know, I'm going, I'm up there competing no matter how I feel. Cause you know, most days you're not going to feel 100%. There's right. very few days that you do feel 100%. Yeah. And I think, you know, learning yourself how to, how to deal with that, um, you know, goes, goes a long way. I know you give a lot of credit to Ron Washington. I'm a big Ron Washington fan. Love the guy. And um, I was reading a story about you as, you know, as a 19 year old, I think it was. And, in spring training back in 2017 and Ron Washington gets out there super early onto the field every morning, does his infield work with everybody, but seven o'clock he's drinking his coffee because he knows nobody's out there yet. But every single morning you were out there, you look back on, on that time in spring training with you that young, trying to figure it out. What do you remember from those days? And, and what was it like having Ron Washington finally come up to you and be like, all right, kid, let's work. You know, I, I've always, you know, I felt like if I could, I knew the hitting was going to, you know, at some point get there. Um, it was just a matter of getting that bats, you know, learning, you know, how to play, you know, a, a 140 games at the time in the minor leagues, 162 in the in the big leagues, you know. But I knew if I could, I needed to hone in on my craft at third base if I was going to stay there. Um, so I made it a point. I was like, hey, I'm going to do everything I can. I'm not going to have any regrets. I'm going to, you know, leave it all out there. Uh, and make sure I get to work in. And, and uh, he still jokes with me every day because um, I'm not I'm not getting there as early as I used to. Um, <laughs> but he's like, yeah, man, I'd be mid-smoked halfway through a cup of coffee, and here comes right, you know, here here you come uh, out the dugout trying to trying to get some work in. And, and he loved it. I I give him all the credit in the world of of why I'm been able to to stay over there at, at third base and it's just you know progressed. Um, he's so much fun to work with. I enjoy going back on the backfield every day. It's it's so much fun. He just cares so much about yeah. the game, about the, you know, the little things. And I think that's, you know, him focusing on the little things is what has, you know, formed me into, you know, an everyday third baseman. Speaking of legends, I had Chipper Jones on the show a few months ago. And Chipper was my favorite player growing up. I loved him third base for the longest time in Atlanta. Now that's your spot. You're the third baseman in Atlanta for a long time to come with the new contract. And he's still a big part. He's still always around. Has he sort of taken you under his wing there in Atlanta? Like, what have you been able to talk to him about and learn from him? You know, I think the biggest thing I tell guys I've learned from him is just the the mental side of the game of dissecting a, a pitcher. You know, how can I get that? You know, it's that that chess game that he, he likes. He's, you know, to me was so good at of – understanding what a pitcher is trying to do to you, 
use his strengths to your advantages, try to, you know, set guys up to, you know, trying to, you know, put yourself in a good spot to, to hit. So that's, that's what I've taken so much from him of, you know, he's, uh, he's been a big believer of, you know, try to drive through, drive, you know, one thing he's always said is, you know, drive the ball through the wall versus over it. Um, yeah. And it's just helped me stay on balls longer. Um, and then, like I said, that, that approach side of the game, he's, He's second to none about it, and I've I've learned a lot from him on, on that side of it. You've been hunting with him yet? I hear his problem. No, no hadn't yet. Um, maybe one of these days, but hadn't hadn't yet so far. My buddy, uh, my buddy John Hicks, who's a, a big leaguer, been up and down. Is went out there a couple of years ago to a spot and said it's like by far the best spot he's ever been to. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, hopefully one of these days we we link up and and uh, go hunt something. Are there any other, I know I was in the Tigers organization and there were always guys around and I luckily got to become close with Mr. Al Kaline who passed away, but as well as like Alan Trammell, there were always some names around and obviously the Braves have a ton of guys, Chipper Jones, you just talked about, are there any other like legends from the Braves past that you've gotten pretty close to over the years? Uh, TP, Terry Thimbleton's another good one. Um, You know, he's, he's a, you know, from a defensive side early on, before I got to work with Wash, that was, you know, who who was, you know, he came around a lot and, and uh, you know, high double A, triple A. And just, you know, weren't learning, you know, the biggest thing that I think I've taken from him is just like when balls are hit to you, not, you know, not rush it. You know, let the let the play develop. Um, so, you know, spending time with TP has been great. Fred McGriff is always, you know, he's he hadn't been around in a while, but, you know, he was around uh, in like 17, 18 and 19 and that you know he's a hall he's, of famer now he's got his own yeah, he's got his stuff yeah right but no those two guys have been been um you know another another group of guys that i've just you know tried to soak in as much as possible what was your for you i always like asking guys this because you know i never i i got to the point in my career where i was one phone call away but i never got it and now i get to talk to a bunch of guys that did so it's always interesting to me to be able to ask this, but like that day, that phone call, what was that moment like when you got the call to the big leagues? What do you remember from it? You know, so I was actually um, in a buddy of mine, Colby Aller's hotel room that night, and Skip couldn't get a hold of me. Uh, <laughs> trying to give me the say, hey, you're going to the show. Um, so he actually ended up texting uh, Colby Allard, I believe, and relaying the message, ended up calling, calling, uh, Barry Hill and you know he told me and just like I said that that moment right there was just like you know a, a huge excitement immediately called my my parents um they were so excited and um it, it was an unbelievable moment do you have like a, a a welcome to the big leagues moment something that happened to you when you get up there and you're like all right I'm a big leaguer now something on the field or in the clubhouse with the guys I I think it was the homer you know I I, I struck out my first at bat yeah um and then, you know, second to bat, hit a homer. Um, and I said, I don't even remember running the bases. It was just uh, <laughs> kind of like your whole body's in shock. Um, that was, you know, that was uh, a, a moment that I'll never forget. And, and um, it's, it's pretty, pretty sweet. Well, not, not too many years later, you're signing the biggest contract in Braves history, 10 years. Um, and when you were asked about it, you said it just felt right. You're from the South. Your wife's from the South. As a high schooler, you never possibly imagined this. When did that change, Austin? Like, when when did that mindset change to, you know what, I, I might be able to sign a contract long-term and become um, become one of the best players in, in baseball at third base? 
I don't think there was ever just like that moment was like, ooh, it was there. Cause like yeah. I said, it's, you have those ebbs and flows and, and, you know, you know, as well, it's like you go throw four and it's, you know, you're like, dang, do I got this anymore. <laughs> um, so it's like, you know, like I said, that's that mental battle of, of always trying to, to be the, the best that you can be. Um, but, you know, just knowing the success, the work, uh, my hitting coach, Mike Brumley is, is, you know, I've been very fortunate enough to to find somebody that knows my swing, that we have a lingo that we can, you know, text, send pictures, and we immediately know what kind of what we're, we're trying to work with. Um, and then, you know, getting to work with Watts, it's like I have the best of both worlds. Um, I feel like, you know, God has just put me in the best situation as, as possible and just not trying to take it for granted. Well, I certainly had a lot more 0 for 4s than you were used to, so I had a lot of those conversations. Yeah, man, I, I'm so pumped for you. Congratulations on the deal. Again, the biggest deal in, in Braves history, over $200 million. So I, I don't care what it is, but I need to know, first purchase after the deal. Is it a house? Is it a hunting bow? I don't care. What was your first purchase? We ended up getting a house in Atlanta. Um, that that was the, the I think it was a priority more than anything. <laughs> But I think I, I, I'm I'm keeping my eye out for some hunting land. So um, so that's that's the next next goal. It's always interesting. What was there more pressure on you? You think before the deal, and now you're just able to go out and play, or do you put pressure on yourself after saying, "All right, now I got to live up to it"? Like I feel like personally, I'd just be like like able to take a breath and take a beat, and and then just go play the game I love. But I feel like it could go either way, right? Yeah, it definitely can. And, and you know, you have the moments where you know, you, you do get to kind of breathe. I, I think like right when I, I did sign it, it was, you know, a moment of, of, of relief and just knowing that, you know, my family's taken care of, you know, I, I know I got a, a, you know, security there, but at the same time, it's, you know, you want to, you want to perform to that, that standard. And I think that's, that's some pressure, by, you know, in itself. And, and I, you know, hold myself accountable of, of coming in every day, trying to work and, and, and be the best, you know, version of myself for, for my teammates as, as I can be. So there's, there's definitely two sides to it. No, no doubt. It's become like the Braves way almost. And I don't even know how to explain it, but Alex Anthopoulos is, is a genius. It appears. And he, he just believes in guys and, and signs them up long-term before, before they ever get even close to free agency. And your deal is another example of that, but like, well, how does how does he keep doing this, man? It, it truly is incredible. Like, how do you get a, approached about this deal? The Braves way is is a real thing, I think. You know, I think he just, you know, Alex does a good job and, and the whole organization of, you know, understanding and establishing, you know, good core guys that, that you know, are great players on the field, but also great players off the field, good clubhouse guys. Um, you know, there's no like one team leader in, in our clubhouse. It's it's six, seven, eight, nine guys, whoever it may be that day. Um, and I think that's something to be said about it. Just, you know, uh, he he goes and gets guys that, um, you know, want to do well, you know, you know, are are very driven in their, their career and their craft. Um, and, and guys, you know, there's like I said, there's. There's something here in Atlanta that's that's pretty special, and guys are are, are buying into it. Um, so I, you know, kudos kudos to Alex. Were you like, were you aware that this was being talked about, or like, were you ready for this? How like did he approach you saying, "Hey, we we want to talk to you about locking you up long term," or was it something in the plans for a while? Like, how does it work? 
it just it was more of you know there, it's a little bit of side talk here and there and and you know nothing nothing more than you know hey you mind if I you know reach out to your to your agent that, that's kind of how how it went down um you know I was me personally I was more focused on field I was you know kind of letting letting them handle that so it um, happened in the middle of a season yeah 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 well yeah I signed I signed the deal during the season so there, there was obviously talk during that um and, and like I said I was me up front I was more like hey let's you know, if you want to talk to or my agent, that's fine. Um, other than that, you know, I'm I'm trying to focus on yeah. um, I'm trying to focus on winning games. Um, so that that's kind of kind of how how it went down. That's cool, um, Austin. So World Baseball Classic just wrapped up. It's been a blast to watch. It's been some unbelievable baseball. Have you? Did you watch? What are your thoughts on the whole tournament? I I, I absolutely love it. Um, you know I. You know, there, there are later games, so I'm catching it, like, right before I'm going to bed. Um, the ones on the West Coast were late. <laughs> late, late, late. So, you know, more like – more or less watching highlights of stuff. But I love it. Just seeing the the atmosphere, playing for your own country, um, I think that's so special. And, and you know, you can't take that for granted whatsoever. Um, so, you know, hopefully down the road, uh, um, you know, I, I'm on that that USA team at some point. Um, but I, I, I love it. it. You know, it brings – it brings the you know the whole world together, um, and, and it's exciting baseball, and, and I think it's it's something special. Twenty twenty six, you get a phone call asking you to play on the team. You doing it? I'm in there. I'm in there like swimwear for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's been so cool, man. Yeah. Um, did so? I'm assuming did they not call and ask you this year? I mean, Nolan Aaron no, there was a little bit, but it was like you know, Arenado's, you know, Arenado. That's like <laughs> I, I watch, uh, especially when we're playing him. I'm like eyes on him at all time, um, just trying to learn as much as possible. So, yeah. you know, all all credit to him. Um, but like I said, that that next one, uh, hopefully, hopefully, I can be a part of it. Yeah, I hope you can too. That'd be awesome. All right, a few fun questions for you before we finish up here. I like to ask everybody this question. First off, in your career so far, you don't need to give too much credit to a pitcher out there. Toughest pitcher you've ever faced? Um, that's a pretty easy one for me, Sandy with Marlins. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's he's gross. He's so gross. I mean, just with the sinker, everything's a hundred. You may he may sprinkle in a four seam every now and then, change up off of that with a slider. I mean, you just you don't know what's coming. And um, you know, I like I said, I don't like to give him kudos, but he's he's had my number. So <laughs> <laughs> what's uh what's better? Spencer Strider's stuff on the mound or his mustache? You know, I, I'm going with stuff. The mustache is 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 very very nice. I'll give him credit. Um, <laughs> but playing behind him is, you know, is electric. I mean, it's so fun to watch. You know, being right there at third base, getting to see. Have him. you faced him? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Glad I don't. Glad I'm not. Um, yeah. I, what makes? I mean, I you've never faced him, so you might not know firsthand. But you're right there next to him. What makes him like last year? I don't think enough people know this. He was the fastest pitcher ever to 200 strikeouts in a season, passing Randy Johnson's record. Like, why is that? There are plenty of pitchers in the big leagues that that throw 100 and throw hard and have good stuff. What separates Spencer Strider? Not to get into too much of the pitching side because I don't know anything about it, but I, what I've <laughs> heard of is something about the way where he releases it, whatever. It's just 
I mean, it's just kind of like that that high spin rate fastball yeah. guy. I mean, and he's doing it at a hundred. So it's like you can't you can't get on top of it. It's tough. Um, and then he's got a really good slider change up. Um, it's just, I mean, like I said, the to me he's just got one of the more elite fastballs in the game, if not the the best. Um, and it's just, you know, it's it's tough. <laughs> at at your absolute best, who is a better punter? You or your dad? <laughs> <laughs> I like to say I like to give myself some credit, um, but I didn't. You know, I didn't go. He punted. He was an all-state punter at Mississippi State. Two two springs with Detroit Lions. So, you know, I think statistically he he probably wins that battle. But we you thought some, about it. I know we had some good competitions in the backyard every now and then on who could turn them over the most and and uh, closest to. You know, we had a trash can that we you know try to try to land it close to and stuff. So. Um, we had we had some good fun with it. Now you did you you were going to punt in college, right? You could have you were going to do both in Mississippi State. I had the option. Um, I don't think I w- ended up would have just because yeah. you know now or even now seeing it like I got to because Anna, my wife, was at school during my first couple off seasons, so I worked out at Mississippi State and just my buddies there like they have no time zero. Yeah. It's like baseball school tutoring do it all over again so i think that would you know guys that do two-way you know that that takes you know a lot of time a lot of effort um so probably would have probably would have stuck to to the baseball would you have would you have pitched in college yeah so i signed i or committed to mississippi state as a catcher uh my sophomore season and then i ended up starting throwing on the bump and they were like hey let's you know you're going to pitch at mississippi state let's pitch and play uh, an infield position so kind of started pitching there um so yeah so then you get drafted in the first round are you like was everybody on you as a as a hitter or were there no, teams? No, like, I think like the Braves and like maybe one other team wanted me as a hitter and <laughs> everybody wanted me as a pitcher and I ended up going into the draft backing out as a pitcher I was like hey if I'm not I'm gonna go as a position player if oh, not wow. I'm gonna go to college um just because I knew I really wanted to hit, um, took a chance on myself, and and the Braves did too, and here we are. Dang, that's cool. Um, besides Atlanta, where you play, and one of my favorite stadiums, the Battery is sick. It's awesome. It's a blast. Besides Atlanta, your favorite place to travel and play in the major leagues? Probably St. Louis. Um, I think more more or less of just the stadium. Um, you know, the fans there are great. They understand the game of baseball. They, you know, the opposing team, you make a good play, they're going to cheer for you. Uh, just a good atmosphere. I also grew up watching, you know, Yadier Molina, Pujols. Yeah. So I think that, that has some pull there there too. What about your least favorite? Chicago. If you look at my numbers. Which one? The Wrigley? Yeah, Wrigley. <laughs> Their games aren't very good. Uh, so... Austin, you you've won a World Series with the Atlanta Braves, multiple division titles. Like what what's your goal? What you signed your big deal, you're there for a long long time now. When you look at your future with the Atlanta Braves, what are what are your goals? I want to win another World Series. I think, you know, what this organization has put together, this young core group that we have, you know, that that the window is is small and it's you know you got to take advantage of it and and I think we got the chance to win another one um yeah. so that's, that's that's my ultimate goal is, is to win another world series I love it well thank you so much for joining yeah. me man this has been an absolute blast 
Um, good luck this year with everything. I'm pumped to watch you. It seems like you've gotten better and better and better every year I watch you, especially defensively over there, which is cool to see. So uh, I have no doubts, man. We're going to have another conversation someday with you holding another yeah. World Series trophy. That's I hope so. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. All right. I just wanted to thank Austin Riley again for joining me. What a blast. That guy is a stud and some of the stories he told were great. And the second I talked about the World Baseball Classic, his face lit up. Um, so I hope in 2026 we get to see him out there. But what a blast. Um, that guy deserves every every bit of the success he has had so far. And I believe he's got tons more coming in the future as well. But thank you all for listening. Uh, this one's been a blast for me. Make sure you subscribe to Flipping Bats wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple or Spotify or wherever. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And you can watch every single episode as well on YouTube at Flipping Bats Pod for all of them. Thank you again. Thanks to Austin Riley. I hope you all have enjoyed this one. Until next time, this has been another episode of Flipping Bats. Peace. 